there's organic growth because people are throughout the years will upsell themselves to our packages because every year you have the option of downgrading, renewing, or changing your package upwards. In yeah. other words, my organic revenue, our organic revenue grows 9%. We don't lose clients, basically. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dan DiLoretto. He's the co-founder of UBI Web. With 15 plus years of sales experience, 15 in online marketing, he developed a turnkey all-in-one solution for SMBs for their online marketing, primarily targeting Canada currently. He started out of his basement with one partner and bootstrapped their way so far to over 700 clients and over 20 plus colleagues. Dan, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. Introduce us to your partner here. What's, what's Patrick working on? This is Pat. So I am the head of sales. So I run more the sales side and Patrick is more the president. So runs more of the operations component. Um, and that's it. So both of us started this, uh, the shindig out of our basement or my basement, our basement, my basement, uh, in 2017. And who owns more equity? 45, 45. And you. somebody, somebody. Oh, else. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Right down the, I like that. It's very, is this someone else to be Did you raise capital or no, you're bootstrapped? Bootstrap. So what happened was, is actually a childhood friend of mine, I gave him this idea back in the day and he started as a pilot project. He had a web agency of his own. And uh, we had the concept of, you know, potentially leasing websites and doing open-ended leases and turnkey solutions for small business owners that just don't have the time to deal with this and want to centralize everything with one person. So we started this in 2014 or 13 and he picked up about 15, 20 clients uh, with zero sales effort, never courtesy called them, barely followed up with them and they stayed for over two and a half, three years. Hmm. So basically validated the, the, the model and the concept. Uh, and then we decided to go all in. So he became our web provider, if you will, I guess our manufacturer of our websites. Um, and in exchange, he took a percentage of the business. How, when did you guys launch the company, your first customer, what year? Seven, 2017. 2017 yeah. That was our first client, but we inherited the 15 or 20 clients that were on before us as a pilot project, which we and all how- how many customers today? We're about 700. We have about 550 live. And we've got another 150 to 200 signed that are going live in the next three or four months because we're always signing three, six months ahead of time. What does it take to get a customer live? What's that mean? You want to take that one? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the biggest challenges is uh, the type of person that we, uh, rather the type of business that we, that we target. So that's a, a lot of blue collar. Um, these are people that are super busy in their day to day. 
so what does it take to get someone online? Um, tenacity, making things simple, and a streamlined onboarding process. And then afterwards, that, uh, that streamlined customer experience is essentially my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From day one, it's been my job, yeah. So these customers, these 550 that are live currently, about how much do they pay you guys per month to use the technology? The ARPA right now is at about 265 monthly. 265, okay. And has that, I mean, has that been pretty consistent over time or are you guys drastically moving sort of up or downstream? Upwards. So I'd say that about two years ago in our first year, we were on 180, 190. Um, and now we're just slowly, there's organic growth because people are throughout the years will upsell themselves to our packages because every year you have the option of downgrading, renewing, or changing your package upwards. Um, and then, so you have your organic growth within your churn. So our churn is actually 109%. So that's part of- Well, that would, be, that would be not good churn. Your retention, your net retention is 109%. Yes. So sorry. In yeah. other words, my organic revenue, our organic revenue grows 9%. We don't lose clients, basically. Yeah, let's come back to that in a second. Real quick. Sure. So five, 550 customers at $265 a month. I mean, you guys are doing what? 150 grand a month right now in revenue, something like that? Basically which is what a $1.8 million run rate. A little more because we sell Google ads as well. We do SEM, yeah. so but that's not a subscription-based model. That's an add-on product. Correct. How much ad volume do you guys process per month currently? Add up all the ad spend. Not much. Our media spends around 60K a month. So okay, for your, for your customers. Yeah, Correct. so we have about a 30% management fee on top. So we're Very making easy. about 20, 25K monthly on that. Yep, is that included in the $150,000 per month or it's extra? That's on top. That's gravy. Yeah. Interesting. That to me sounds like an interesting growth opportunity, right? If you can get that 60 K up to 600 K or 6 million, that starts to become very interesting. So we don't like that revenue too much because it's less profitable and a lot of time and energy versus our subscription based model uh, or our, our WAS, if you will, our website as a service. The advantage there is that when we have that client, they don't leave. And the more they spend, the higher they become, they become more poachable. We're in a very Mm -hmm. competitive industry. So we don't like the big spenders. I know that's interesting, weird, but the, the least you spend, the harder it is to poach that person. And with the service we give, it's very difficult to come get one of our clients. That's, that's fair. So you're going to go for a high volume of customers at a lower ARPU versus less customers paying you, you know, putting millions through your platform per month. You got it. I'd yeah. rather have 10 clients at 500 a month of Google ads than one client of 5K. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go back to the churn stuff that we were just talking about. I understand your net revenue retention is about 110% or 109%, but peel back that onion for me. There's two components to that, your gross revenue churn, and then you add back your expansion to get to 110%. What is your gross revenue churn annually? So our existing clients, in other words, our existing, maybe I'm answering your question incorrectly, but our existing clients uh, actually grow 9% without any new, just because they upgrade their packages. No, I understand. I under, I understand that. What I'm asking is, if you look at your customer base from exactly a year ago, yeah. some portion of those folks will have churned, and others will have pay you. They'll pay you more now. The yeah. amount they pay you more is nine percent higher than the amount that churned, which is why you have 109 percent net retention. What I'm asking is, what is gross? What percent did you lose before you add back expansion? So it's, it's about five percent. It's about five percent. It's hard to tell. We lost. Okay, fair we enough. Really lost this year. And Pat, that's 5% monthly or on an annual basis? Uh, on an annual basis. Okay, got it. So 5% gross revenue churn, you then got to get up to 109%. So you have about 14, 15% expansion. That gives you the 109 net revenue retention. Correct. Bingo. 
Where's the expansion coming from? Are you upselling seats or product? What are you upselling? Packages. So like, we have three packages, bronze, silver, and gold. Uh, whereas I'll give you an example. Bronze is just a basic website with zero SEO. Uh, then we have a mid-level SEO, and then we have a higher-end SEO. So you go anywhere between 180 a month and 500. So a lot of people will go with their bronze or silver because they don't really know us. They're hesitant. We want to build a rapport. And then usually in year two, the trend is the renewal or the they migrate up a package. Mm -hmm. How do you do this stuff at scale, right? So you upsell on your silver plan, things like quarterly search engine optimization. You introduce three topical keywords, um, things of this nature. I mean, are you actually going out publishing articles, getting backlinks to every client? Yeah. So we work with, uh, work with a lot of different partners, Nate, that help us. Some of this is, is technology we've developed internally. And some of it is also uh, partners that we've partnered up with that allow us to do this at scale obviously you know we when we started bringing on these partners we looked at um doing some of this stuff internally and oftentimes the cost just completely outweighs even if we have you know funding from a vc or we're able to to to, to get funding just the cost to maintain it and continue to grow with our growing customer base doesn't make sense whereas someone has done it has done it well so it's just a question of going out there and getting the best partners possible yeah, interesting. I mean, that takes a lot of work. I mean, if you assume 550 customers are on a plan like that and you've got to give them three backlinks written, right, in articles on your partner blogs per month, I mean, that's 1,500 guest blog posts you're essentially making per month unless you put one blog post up and you can link to six of your customers in one shot. I mean, how do you scale this? So to be honest, our the blog posts is not something that we do at the, uh, at the level of, um, we're actually working on another uh, product which will actually <laughs> have that type of uh, SEO, that level of SEO rather. Um, the type of SEO that we do for these are more uh, SMBs and in rural, less competitive areas. So blog posts aren't really necessary to go get that, uh, that top fold um, or rather, you know, even like H1 tags will do the trick basically. H1 tags, backlinks, um, a good site structure, Google best practices when you build the site is going to go get you usually a top three. Result. Picture your plumber in a rural city with a population of 8,000 people. It's not very cutthroat. Yeah, but so how do you go get a backlink? Let's say Tom the plumber in Idaho wants, needs one backlink that says plumber Idaho on another blog. Don't you have to go find that partner and get a blog post yeah. written with a backlink? Backlink might be the wrong word. <laughs> Citations is essentially. Okay. What's the difference? Uh, a backlink is really going out there and like you said, uh, making a connection with a blog, getting that uh, link out there, whereas a citation might be um, you know, a, a link on yellowpages.ca. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Got there it. I okay. So, and you guys have scaled this all since 2017 bootstrapped, correct? Or have you raised? Not at Well, we raised. We've gotten money from IQ, which is Investment Quebec, which is a government body program. It's, it's funding from the government to help grow small yeah. businesses. And then uh, you have the BDC in Canada. That's the Bank of Development of Canada. Once again, it's a mandated bank just for entrepreneurs. So, We've gotten maybe 250K, 300K of funding through these two, yeah, and then a couple yeah. hundred grand through banks. Yeah. Got it. So 300 grand total raised, but none of it's been, none of it's been dilutive. Zero. Yeah. Interesting. What does BDC charge in terms of interest rate? Eight and a half points. Any, any, no warrants or anything? Zero. No question. And what, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, talk to me about your team today. How many folks? So we're about 20. Um, that is comprised of sales is at the moment, uh, six, seven, uh, and the rest is on the operational side. So everything from onboarding specialists, customer service agents, 
uh, to obviously web developers um, and uh, SEM campaign managers. And we have a small SEO team that's actually growing very fast because obviously the demand uh, in terms of our higher packages uh, is becoming more and more. How many um, engineers are on the team? Uh, engineers, so I guess uh, in terms of our own, uh, how we produce websites, uh, we use a, uh, we're not building WordPress sites or anything like that. So we're essentially building, um, we have a web builder that uh, we've created that we're actually part of our own IP uh, that we're actually integrating into our own CRM ERP that we're building at the moment. We'll give too many details on it now because it's not, <laughs> it's not in place yet. Uh, but having said that, uh, it, the, the system that we have in place allows us to basically use graphic designers to build websites. Okay, so you don't have any engineers on staff that help you productize your offering? So the 10%, the minority shareholder, that's that other web agency, we tap into them when it comes to tech dev. So, so one they, developer. Yeah, so they have the, they have yeah. the whole team, they have the whole team of devs. Yeah. Got it. So I mean, how, I mean, how do you manage margins in this business? And I mean, are you guys, are you profitable today? Yeah. Yes, we're profitable today. Uh, our margins, uh, well, we're to roughly 60, 65 points. On a gross or net basis? Gross. Sorry, 65 points. You mean 65%? Mm -hmm. Got it. On a net basis, though, are you taking money to the bottom line on $130,000 in top line sales each month? Yes. So we have two salaries and we take dips. Okay, interesting. I mean, that's a great way to do it. So, so on $150,000 a month, like last month in revenue, how much will actually you know, hit the bank in terms of cash flow? Our positive cash flow, let's say on, an, on any given month, is going to fluctuate between 10 and 40K. But I yet, see. Bear in mind that what happens is we're, we're scaling up our sales force. We went from uh, two sales reps to six uh, in a very short amount of time. And sales reps take about one to three months to develop. And then the units that they sell are going to start going live usually within two to four months. So there's this two to six month burn rate that really hurts uh, in terms of salaries of sales reps where there's just no revenues coming in. Yep. So that's the uh, challenge with the bootstrapping is that burn rate of sales reps. It makes total sense. I see it all the time. I mean, I usually see ramp periods taking three to six months. Uh, so if you figure out a way to do it even faster, that's great. What are you setting quota at for those sales reps? Two sales a week per rep. Two sales a oh. week per rep. And what price point? Uh, pardon? So two sales a week at, at two sixty five a month. So they're adding about $500 a month in new MRR uh, per week. Yeah, that's, that's, and I would say that they're always hitting that roughly. Got it. So $500 a month in new, again, which is new MRR, they do that weekly, assume a four week month means they're adding on average $2,000 in new MRR per rep. You got it. Or 24,000 bucks in ARR per rep. You got it. How do you make that math work? That's not enough ARR to pay like a reasonable, you know, a commission. So our secret sauce, I guess, for a commission is we take a two month security deposit when we sign an agreement. Um, and that's the last two months of your last year with us. So that we use that, that is straight up used to pay the sales reps commissions. It basically so, is the equivalent of their commission. So, so if I'm a sales rep and I'm working for you guys and I close $2,000 a month, a new MRR, what percent will I get on that MRR? The average commission payout is $600 a unit and they have a base salary. So our, our target salary for a rep is between 90 and 110. So this is where I'm confused. If your target on target earnings, so assuming the sales rep hits quota, that that person can earn base plus commission of $100,000 per year, but they're only adding $72,000 a new ARR, the math doesn't work. $72,000 per month. No, no, no per, year, per year. Per year. No, per year. 
Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, sorry. I said that wrong. They're, no, no, it's not even 72. It's 24,000. They're adding $24,000 in new ARR because they're adding two, the, the, huh? They're adding that per month. Sometimes that by 12 months, they're adding 300K a year. Once they're at scale, but the first year, for example, they're going to do nothing the first two months because they're being onboarded. Maybe in month three, they do a thousand of new sales and then they eventually scale. But yes, they get yeah. to the point where eventually at full capacity, they're adding $24,000 in new uh, MRR annually, which is a yeah. equivalently $300,000 in ARR. So full on target earnings is a hundred grand on quota target, 300 grand. Most companies that hit like scale, that ratio looks more like five to one versus your 300K to 100K. How do you sort of, just walk me through the thinking of why you set the commission structure up this way. We set it this way because um, all of our leads are outbound. There's no inbound leads here. So I, I, I'm assuming that the people that you deal with offer freemiums or uh, have marketing plans in place or do drip campaigns or whatever it may be. The six people behind me on, this side, they just cold call all day long. So we give the, we provide them lists, we scrape sites, whatever it may be, we find competitors, and then we just try to eat them alive. Okay, mm -hmm. so to do that straight cold calling, much more intensive. So we want to reward them for their efforts. And we didn't even talk about this, but we do a residual. We offer a residual program. So every unit that you bring in, the next year that they renew, you get a flat commission per year. So. That snowball effect kicks in because two things. One, we want to reward loyalty of reps that stay with us for a long time, and it's hard to find good talent and to keep good talent. Um, and at the same time, we want to reward integrity of the sale. So why flat? If you're rewarding integrity of sale, you give you give percent basis, not a flat. Yes. Then what you're doing is you're encouraging reps to sell the biggest packages possible. And our mindset has always been to have the best customer experience possible and to listen to your client and sell them the package they need. If we remunerate them too much based on dollars sold, then they're going to force packages that clients don't need. In other words, think of the average plumber that refuses business books six months in advance for the last five years. They won't need our gold package. They need our bronze. But if we force the gold on them, they're going to probably churn at a higher rate. Exactly. So why would your salesperson do that when they know that plumber is going to churn in one month and they're not, they're going to miss out on the full year and the second year of commissions. You already have an incentive in place to disincentivize selling something they don't need. The, yeah, I mean, the answer, the simple answer to that is that sales reps, this is a general blanket statement, but sales reps are definitely going to uh, less think they're not going to so much think about the long-term reward of things. It's a small incentive just to uh, encourage loyalty more than it is to, I guess, incentivize someone to, to, to sell a specific package. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whereas that, you know, that the, the commission the, structure right off the bat is what's going the to. The renewal is everything. And that's what we've made blatantly clear. And that it's much easier to satisfy an existing client than to go get a new client, much less effort. Yeah, that is why you wouldn't sell a plumber a plan that they're, you know they're not going to use and that they're going to churn in two months. You already sort of have that built in. So I get it. I get it. You're, you're testing. It's great. Um, um, so, I mean, how do you go from a $1.8 million, million run rate to call it a 4 or $5 million run rate? How do you scale this thing? So, I, I, you want to break that down? <laughs> um, how much time do we have? <laughs> let me, well, let me, let me be more specific to save us time. Do you think it's going to come from expanding your current customers to paying more? Or no, you've got to widen your top of funnel, go get more, more net new customers. I guess we'll do it. We'll answer the question in three different parts. So, the first one is you're obviously going to scale more sales reps. So, the office here is actually tripling in size in the next three to four months. We just started construction. Um, so, we're going to go to about 20 reps in the next 12 to 18 months. 
The second thing we're going to do is we're obviously always focusing on upselling and cross-selling our existing clients with new add-ons. And we're signing partnerships with, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Booksy. Or, and there's other ones as well. So we're looking at partnerships to cross-sell and add new products to our existing stream and just include them to our packages. And that ties into the third one. Uh, through those partnerships that we're going to obviously do lead gen for them, we're going to bring in uh, new revenues for those partnerships. We're going to end up, um, the idea here is to have a give and take relationship, obviously. So through these partnerships, be able for them to cross-sell our products. Uh, so this is... This is something that we've started working on uh, at the beginning of 2020, and we had a lot of partnerships this, in the pipeline, which, and now we've just closed on. Which is tying into all the tech that we're talking to you about, right? What we're basically doing here, these guys, what they're trying to do on our team is trying to build a cash cow to launch us into the next step, which is reselling and creating inbound leads through partners that get asked all the time, do you guys do websites? And they just say no. So instead you say yes, you send them somewhere, and then you just get recurring. Mm -hmm. Why would someone keep paying you after the website's built? So the way you have to see it is like a car. And that's, that's, that's our sales pitch, right? So when you look at a car, it's not just the price of the car, but it's the maintenance, it's your driver's license, it's the gas, it's the warranty. It's I mean, unless you're lazy as shit like me and your oil change light's been on for three years. And, th and that's most of these, the types of business owners we're dealing with, that's exactly what we're dealing with. People that have websites still in Flash, they don't have websites. Their Google My Business page is a picture of their house. Uh, it's just, it's a mess. It's backwards. They get cold called and they, they buy placements on directories, but they don't even have their own website. So it's saying, listen, let's keep things simple. You tell us all your clients are word of mouth. What is word of mouth in 2020? It's, hey, this is my roofer. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to Google that roofer. Simple as that. So you need to have that clean image to convert that lead and protect Got those it. referrals. Got it. Cool. So channel partnerships will be a test that you guys run as you continue to scale your sales team. Very good guys. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, Pat, let's start with you. Favorite business book. Uh, favorite business book. I'm actually, um, into one right now. You had scaling up, me scaling up. There you go. <laughs> number, yeah, num Dan, number two, is there a founder you're following or studying currently? Uh, I'm big on, I'm actually big on Coveo. I don't know if you were there for SAS North. I don't know if you saw that, that keynote. I follow him very well because he's from Quebec. So Which I company? Coveo. Covio. Spell it. Oh, Covio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. Number three, Pat, favorite online tool for building your company? Sorry, it cut off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. Your favorite online tool? Uh, favorite online tool for... Uh, building my company. Um, HubSpot. Yeah, HubSpot. Yeah. <laughs> HubSpot's a good one. <laughs> For sure. And let's take it home here with you. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? How many years of sleep do I get a night? Yep. <laughs> hours. Five to six. I, I give credit to my kids and the business on that one. Okay, so what's your situation? Married, single, how many kids? So I'm married. I have two kids age four and six. Pat, same thing. He's married. The kids are age zero and two. Zero and two. Oh, congrats. Whatever, like, congrats, <laughs> Pat. That's exciting. D Dan, how old are you? I'm 33. All right, last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Something I wish you knew when I was 20 was that, uh, my, you know, I'll give you a Gary Vaynerchuk one. Uh, micro patience, macro. Uh, so micro speed, macro patience. So all good things take time, but you have to hustle on the on a day to day, but be patient, big picture.
Guys, ubiweb.ca, they've just passed a $1.7 million run rate, serving 550 customers, another 150 about to sign. They're profitable, taking 10,000 to 40,000 a month to the bottom line. But now they're really closer to break even as they look to scale their sales team. They've got quotas set at $288,000 in new ARR, again, built in annually. Seven folks on that team, 20 people on their total team, one engineer, uh, 5% gross revenue turn annually, 14% expansion, 109% net revenue retention. Done most of this bootstrap. They have been very creative with funding. They've raised about $300,000, but all non-dilutive. Talk BDC, banks, et cetera, grants, things of that nature up there in Canada as they look to continue to scale. Dan, Pat, thanks for taking us to the top. Cheers. Thank you.